0: Hello, listeners, and welcome to the pilot episode for the Paint the Black Fantasy Baseball Podcast. Being that this is the first episode, I'd be lying if I said I knew exactly how this was going to go. But I do know I'll be trying to relay as much unbiased information to your ears as possible. I also deliver unbiased information to your eyes on Twitter, Instagram, and and where you'll find the most fantasy baseball information I cover at ptbfantasy.com. .wordpress.com. For this first episode, we're going to be talking about the two big free agent signings of the winner, just like everyone else has been talking about up to this point. We'll, be, we'll touch on the fantasy perspectives for Bryce Harper and Manny Machado. Most of the stats I've com- compiled come from Fangrass or Baseball Reference, both very easily accessible and free sites. I've just tried to do some extra digging to help you make a decision on drafting one of these players. We're going to start with Bryce Harper first without going into all the particulars of the contract and keeping this to strictly a fantasy perspective. I think most people have seen Harper as the best player between the two even though you you or I may not agree with that notion that's just the way it is. So with Harper I'm going to give you some information on his career home and road splits as he moves into a new ballpark as well as touch on the factors of his new park compared to Nationals park I'll touch on something I found interesting in his splits and that's how he hits by month throughout the season so let's get started with some of the numbers to help you get a better understanding of the player Harper has been and possibly what to expect from him. First off I'm going to touch on Harper's home and away splits which actually haven't been that big of a difference Statistically, Harper has pretty much been the same hitter at home as he has been on the road. In tw- and 20 less at bats has the same amount of home runs on the road as he has at home, which is 92. He's hitting 284 at home and 274 on the road, while slugging 516 at home and 508 on the road. So that sort of consistency is something you always look for with the building block of your fantasy team. Another thing you might want to look for when building your fantasy team is a player's consistency across the whole season, and that's something Harper hasn't really brought to the table thus far in his career. Despite a a strong second half in terms of average in 2018, a good amount of production comes from his first two plus months of the season, as he's hit 41 career home runs in March last April and 40 in May. In July and August, he's had over 100 more at-bats and has hit 29 in each month. In 2018, Harper hit 18 of his 34 home runs before June, which has been his worst, worst month statistically from a fantasy standpoint. So when building a team, especially in a head-to-head league, I'd argue you would rather have a star player hitting better later in the season if you can find trends such as that. In a rotisserie league, it may not matter as much. In fact, it may help you to take an early lead with a guy that matches the beginning of the season. But personally, I like my star players to be a little more consistent month-to-month. Month. Next thing we'll touch on with Harper are the park factors going from National Park to Citizens Bank Park in Philadelphia. The park factors for Citizens Bank Park are more favorable, as many have pointed out thus far. In 2018, it was the third best hitter's park for home runs and fourth best for left-handed batters. National Park came in around neutral for lefties. Harper has played in a total of 16 parks at least 15 in at least 15 games in his career. And among those parks, Citizens Bank is fifth in terms of total OPS plus, which is a value where anything above 100 is considered better than the players' usual splits. Even though it ranks fifth in stadiums he's played in at least 15 games, Citizen Bank comes in with a 104 rating, which is just above neutral and just above the 103 rating he had at Nationals Park. However, Harper does have a home run once every 14 played appearances at Citizens Bank compared to once every 30 played appearances at National Park. Now it may be unfair to say Harper hasn't been as good of a hitter in Philadelphia as one might think, Because He hasn't had the luxury of playing 81 games there a season, so those numbers can certainly increase with more consistent playing time at the hitter's paradise. Per Fangrass, Harper was 15th in offensive contributions in 2018 behind names like Matt Chapman, Matt Carpenter, and Manny Machado. Manny Machado has taken some heat over the last year or so with his play on the field and now has moved to what is perceived to be a pitcher's park in San Diego. As I just mentioned Machado was ahead of Harper based on Ferengraff's offensive ward where Machado came in at number 8 behind Paul Goldschmidt and J.D. Martinez. That was a lot of his games being played at Camden Yards in the Dodger Stadium. Machado has averaged 35.5 home runs the last 4 years and 96 RBIs. I personally expect to see more RBIs than 96 when I look at a number like 35 home runs that, that is why RBIs is becoming known as an unreliable stat dependent on other players. Stats not dependent on players on Machado's team are his batted ball totals. His hard contact percent has been around 39 in the last two years, while his soft contact percent has been down around 17% according to Fangraphs. Neither number is particularly impressive or troubling and the move to should and alter those numbers too much. Pecco is actually a better park for a right-handed home run than Dodger Stadium, but considerably worse than Camden Yards, where Machado has played most of the games in his career. Pecco has been more neutral than pitcher-friendly over the past couple of years than some may think, but could still cut some of his home runs down to doubles. Machado has been a consider- considerably better hitter at home over his career with an 888 OPS where on the road it drops to an uninspiring 7.61. Trey Turner, a good hitter, but not a huge power guy, had a 7.60 OPS last season for comparison. Again, like I mentioned with Harper, it would be ill-advised to say Machado was struggling at a ballpark not named Camden Yards, as he'll have more time to get acquainted with his new digs. Unlike Harper, Machado hits about the same no matter the month, with a slight dip in September-October but he has hit at least 26 home runs in each month throughout his career. Also, unlike Harper, Machado has not played very much in his new stadium, so in what may be a pointless exercise, I try to find stadiums with similar park factors at Petco that Machado has played in. The two closest with at least 12 games played were Progressive in Cleveland and Safeco in Seattle. Machado had an 859 OPS in Cleveland and an unsightly 708 OPS in Seattle, so like I said, pointless. Now something to watch with both these guys is their stolen base numbers. If they had more consistent stolen base numbers over their career you could make a case for them being one of the top picks in the draft I mean Harper's still going in the first round Machado no later than the second round, but if you look at both their numbers Harper only has one 2020 season on his career, and stole just 13 bases last year. While Machado, on the other hand, had 14 stolen bases last year, and that was only his second-largest number of his career. And I know they're both faster than their numbers play up, but being power hitters and being in the middle of lineups, you're not always going to get those stolen base numbers consistently. So that's something else to watch out for. Maybe if they can add a couple here or there, they'll have a better return on investment, I think Machado might have a better chance to get some more stolen bases in San Diego. Uh, he probably hit in the two or three hole. Harper, again, also probably hitting the two or three hole. But it seems like both of them are going more towards a power approach lately, which you can't really fault them for. That's how the whole game, the whole game is really going. So if they can add to those stolen base totals, or you look at that and you you don't like their stolen base totals and, and that's something else that you kinda expect from your premium guys like Trout and Betts and some of those guys that can contribute in that category on the other hand Harper uh, really adds value to his game in the OBP league site instead of average where he is consistently close to 400 on base percentage um last season Machado had his best on-base percentage of his career with 367. Um, besides that in 2015 he was at 359 In 2016 he was at 343. So all serviceable numbers. Not quite the elite level that Harper has in on-base percentage. So that's something else that kind of differentiates between the two of them. Overall, both of these guys you're getting you're getting a top one, two-round talent and for still years to come. So even in Dynasty Leagues where these guys are only 26, um, their names are going to be up there near the top for a while. I don't think their moves to new ballparks are going to affect them that much, either positively or negatively. I would say the lineup might be a bigger situation right now. San Diego, you might look at a lineup and and they might struggle more than Philadelphia does, and that might be something that impacts Machado's counting numbers, which is what mostly fantasy baseball is about still. So looking at that, and then you look at Philly's lineup and the, what they were able to do in the offseason and then add Harper to that lineup, it's it's pretty dangerous um, from a fantasy standpoint and in, in a real-life standpoint. And if he's going to be hitting... Two or three in that lineup. He's either going to be a tops, close to tops in the RBIs if he if he can reach that potential and and if uh, Citizens Bank does play to his his strength and then, then you can be looking at Harper as one of the top five guys maybe at the end of the year. And the only thing with him is you're kind of counting on potential more than past proven seasons, where he's only had that one really big season uh, where he was a top five or so player in fantasy baseball. and Machado has been consistent, more consistent than Harper over the years but he's been kinda consistently in that in that late first round, early second round talent level where uh, if you're gonna draft him earlier than that I think you you might not get the return on investment that you're expecting. So you look for these guys in the first uh, 15 or 20 so picks and I think that's about where they're going to stay, and like I said, Harper might have a little more leeway to be in the top five, but he's got to have a a big season. Um, There's so many young players now where it's hard to crack that top five, even if you're Mike Trout and Mookie Betts who do it consistently, you're always running that risk of, oh, somebody else breaks out like a Jose Ramirez did last year, And, uh, and then you're looking at you're a number one draft pick coming in 10th, which you're not going to be you're not going be upset about uh, with a 10th overall player in the league. And with Harper, you might get the top five guy, like I was saying. Or you could get somebody that doesn't come in a second-round talent at the end of the season. So I think he's got a bigger uh, ceiling, but also a lower floor. And uh, some people are willing to pay for that early on. Uh, if you're willing to take the risk, I think Harper's the way to go. Uh, Machado seems like the more consistent guy, not that you're looking at picking these, picking between these two guys, but just giving your overall feel of how they compare to each other, and how they compare to the rest of the top, like I said, top two uh, rounds in your drafts. One last stat to throw at you for each player is what is called WOBA, or Weighted On Base Average, which is basically what the player did to get on base instead of merely just measuring if a player get on, got on base, aka OBP, on base percentage. Machado had a 377 Woba last year, and Harper had a 376, good for 13th and 14th in the league, but significantly behind leaders Mookie Betts and Mike Trout, which may actually be what the next episode is about about who the first overall pick in fantasy drafts could be. And that's all the information I have for you here on the first episode of Paint the Black. But be sure to check back and see what I dig up on our next show in terms of the deep dives. Be sure to check out Paint the Black on Twitter and Instagram. And again, our website is ptbfantasy.wordpress.com.